the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone, and of course, welcome to Ion Real Estate. You most likely know we talk about real estate markets across the country, sometimes across the world. Um, we talk about financing and legal stuff. Anything you know, anything that has to do with real estate, we talk about on, on Ion Real Estate. And by the way, if you haven't figured that out already. Everyone wants to know about real estate, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're rich, whether you're poor. It really doesn't matter. Everyone wants to know about real estate. So we never run out of things to talk to you about. We have a very special guest today who is the head of of a media empire, Vicki Schnepp. Um, She's the president of Schnepp's Media. You probably heard of a lot of her papers, but out in the Hamptons, we, uh, she bought, I, I'm going to guess a year or two ago, Dan's papers, which is probably the oldest running paper. I mean, there's always a lot of papers out here, but Dan is the original paper that was out here forever. And I know Dan, he just is a legend, and Vicky took over that legend and does a wonderful job. Um, we usually joined on our second hour with our legal attorney and expert, Stephen Eber, but he's unable to be in today, so... Um, you can ask me some legal questions. If I know them, I'll tell you, but I'm not an attorney. Um, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of other things to talk about. Um, you may be sure to call us at 866-970-962. And if you can't get on the air, we'll try to answer your questions, or you can always email us also. IR Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place you go to for a mortgage, or just to get information. I mean, you. I tell everyone, knowledge is power. Before you start looking, before you start looking for a home, please go and speak to somebody at Citizens Bank and get some information so you already know. Or check out their website at citizensbank.com or call them at 800-922-9999. That's 800-922-9999. I must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens Regular people like you and me, yes, they do big corporations, but not just big corporations. They're very individualized. I've told you I've taken my mortgages out with them, and uh, I've dealt with enough mortgage companies in my life. Uh, They really are great, and they really take their time to explain everything. You don't have to feel like a fool, but you didn't catch something right away. Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And you can find out more information, again, citizensbank.com or call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whatever is good for you is good for them. 
out. It's my pleasure to introduce my longtime co-host for the first hour or so of the show, the Senior Vice President and Director of Strategic Sales at Citizens, my friend and colleague, Ace Bonasupa. Hi, Ace. Dottie, good morning. How are you? Well, I had pneumonia two weeks ago. I think I went out a little too early, and I caught a relapse of it. So I, I have really been, uh, you know, it's when you, you know, I was just antsy from being in, so I went out. My, you know, I just went out too early, but I will live at least. Well, you sound well. You sound great, Dottie. You know, hopefully you're in the Hamptons today because it's beautiful. And, uh, yeah. Is it beautiful in New York? Because it's really cloudy in the Hamptons. Yeah, it's beautiful here. It's, you know, nice and bright, no rain. Oh, it's nice and cloudy. Yeah, is it? Well, I was was looking at the calendar, and I can't believe it's June already, Toddy. I mean, I I, I really don't know know. where the time goes. I don't know where time goes either. I, you know, I have, and I have so many things, like, in the next week or two that I can't even keep track of them. Uh, But it's June. And I just think time goes so quickly. I mean, like, I guess they say that when you get older, time goes quickly. But, but you may, but you're a lot younger, so you might have a, a way before it goes quick. But it's been going so quick. I can't it's even believe quick. it. It's quick, Dottie. Yeah, I know. I, I still remember at the beginning of the year. And now, you know, with the blink of an eye, it's already June. So we have six more months left like, in the year. You know, the school days of, in the school days of us never really, uh, leave us because don't you always feel like you're on vacation? Well, it feels more like vacation when it's summer because that's when we're used to being off from school. Exactly. So exactly. Feels, goes back to like, you know, when you were a kid and you were off from school for the summer and you were thrilled to death. And then by the end of the summer, you were a little bored and your mother put your best yep. outfit on for the first day of school and you bought school clothes and you went back and it was good to see your friends. But you couldn't wait for the next holiday to be off again. Oh, so. no, Daddy, you're bringing back nostalgia. I want to go back to school now. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we had it easy. We just didn't know it. But, you know, I want exactly. to talk a little about some of the things yeah. going on and seeing what you read on it because no one has a read on too much right now. I mean, um, I know that interest rates and oversupply have New York office giants leasing looking to prune their portfolio and they're trying to get rid of some stuff or rezone some stuff. But Manhattan office tenants lease that lease about 2.6 million square feet last month. And um, that's up. But, you know, it, it wasn't like two months ago, but I, I don't think things are ever going to be like two or three months ago. I think everything is going to start, I don't want to say return to normal yet, but um, it's starting to kind of go back to a little bit more normal. That's what I think. That's just my opinion. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing about the office return in New York is that um, they've tracked 37.4 pre-pandemic levels in New York last week compared to 43.4 nationally. And while office owners have a good view and they're upbeat on long-term viability of high-quality offices, um, you know, rising interest rates, questionable the depth of the tenant demand, and um, global unrest, you know, are, are coming into view. Um, the, the economy is kind of in the hands of the Federal Reserve and their role as inflation 
as an inflation fighter. And, um, you know, I'm starting to hear, and I really don't think that's going to happen, but you're starting to hear, and maybe I think, well, it makes the news, um, but usually you're starting to hear them. I hear the news. I'm like, if I'm a news freak, I watch a lot of stations, and they're starting to throw in a possible slowdown, a possible reset, uh uh, recession, I think uh, Musk, I think he said he doesn't have a good feeling. Uh, so we're starting to hear a little thing, you know, little things here or there. What's your, what's your read of, you know, you're in the city all the time, you know, so am I, but what's your read of what you're seeing and what do you think? Yeah, Dottie. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot more people in the city, a lot more traffic. Um, I was just stuck uh, on in rush hour traffic yesterday at five o'clock. It was bumper to bumper, but but you know, from speaking with commercial landlords like Bernardo and CBRE, uh, they're they're definitely revamping or reimagining how they actually uh, want their tenants to kind of come back to to the work environment. Bernardo bought ten buildings around Penn Station. Um, right around Madison Square Garden, a couple of hotels too. And they're sort of um, just demolishing it down, building new buildings. And all of those buildings connect underground, Dottie. And what they're doing is they're putting amenities such as amazing restaurants there where clients can interface with their with their customers right in the building. And they have 24-hour gym service, haircut, you know, barbershops, salons. So they're, they're well, definitely in making it. around there. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, there's a I was lot reading of, about that, but I wasn't sure when they yeah. were supposed to start that. So they started already, Dottie. It's a five-year project, and supposedly oh, yeah, right. two of their buildings, so two of their buildings are already 100% occupied by all of these like sort of tech companies, and and they're asking for um quite a bit in terms of their rent. Uh, so look, you know, it seems like I don't think we're ever going to go back to the five-day work week. But I do see folks coming back at least three, day, three days a week. And it's going to be it, – I think you're going to have the same energy. It just depends on, you know, what what landlords are going to continue to do to help improve a little bit of that sort of um, balance of, of that like that work-life balance, right? Because I think so many people now are realizing, hey, it's not all about just working, you know, nine to five every single day, and, and it's more about balance. But it's going to be a – a very, I saw Elon Musk's uh, tweet that you were mentioning where everybody needs to come back to Tesla. And if you don't come back to Tesla, you know, no one's making modern home, modern cars at home, right? So I, I loved his tweet about having everybody come back to work, and we'll see what happens. And he said, look, if you're not ready to come back to work, we'll take it as a resignation. So um, it, it really depends really on how. Tough, yeah. Thing, but it's I think, you know, and again, I, I could, this is, we're only speculating, you know, well, that's what you said is actually a fact. But as far as speculating, my guess, um, and this is my speculation because no one knows the future yet, but I don't think it will ever go back to the way it was. Now, of course, the in New York City uh, business owners are trying to get people to come back every day because... They want the restaurants to be able to be open, and really, the little guy is the ones that got hurt. If you think about it, you know the big corporations had enough money to really, you know, withstand. But you know, it's a little guy when nobody's going to lunch and nobody's going out, and you know, if you're doing work from your house, 
more than likely you're not going to go out and have a fine dinner or lunch. You're probably just going to, you know, grab some a sandwich or something or make one, you know. And you, So I think that's really good in the sense that they're trying to get people to come back to the office every day. I just don't see that as in, in the cards. I just see that this pandemic has changed everybody. And I think a lot of people found out now that they could work home and be very efficient. I don't think that ever replaces human interaction, and I think that that's really a part of what you learned and the camaraderie and the relationships you make at work. Those are, you know, value, so valuable to your culture. You know, and I talk about culture. I mean, I think culture is part of the – I think a good culture in a company makes a huge difference. Um, but I don't know that ever – you know, I think people – I mean, most people I talk to, I don't know about you, they want to go back to work a couple of days. But they want to have – they don't want to work five days a week. Let's put it that way. That's right. You know, like That's maybe right, work – are you finding yeah, the same I, thing? Same thing, Dottie. I mean, um, even even at our company here – uh, we're mandating that folks come back three days a week, right? But it it all comes down to productivity too. So if you're working remote and you're efficient and your productivity is a, at a high level, I think a lot of employers will be okay with that. It's it's just how do they balance the low performers and how do you actually, um, you know, and I guess it's going to be one of those things where if you're a low performer, you have to come back to work. And if you're not, then you can stay at home. So there's a little bit of a, a reward push 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 and pull well, there I but think that, that would be fair i mean if you yeah i mean i think i mean in my mind i think if you could get everything done at home and you're efficient like why not but at the same token i think that especially with new york city because we were the hardest hit um and i never i didn't expect us to come back as quickly as we could even though you know i know i listen to the job numbers and they sound great because there's so many jobs but we still are down a lot more jobs than before the pandemic. That's what I heard on the news today. So I think they're trying to get it back, but I don't think it, I think the pandemic changed us in a lot of ways for forever, at least for the future. And I think one of them is the people got used to being able to have a little more time, you know, in their family or a little more time at home. Now, um, I... I, and I think they got used to, you know, not having to go to the office every day. And especially if you're a commuter that had to commute like an hour and a half, two hours every day. And in the city, I don't have to tell you, Ace, you could go from the east side downtown. It could take you an hour and a half sometimes. I mean, I mean, an hour, an hour and a half if you go. With the, so, so commuting is a pain in the neck. Let's face it. So if you can do it less, that's a good enough reason um, or you can move further away from the city if you don't have to commute. Um, and, you know, if you only have to commute to the city a couple of times a week, you might want to buy a home or rent something that's further from the city, which probably would be cheaper. So there's, you know, so I think it's, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a hybrid. That's kind of my thoughts. But I commend all of the um, entrepreneurs and, and the owners of businesses who are doing everything they can to get back people back every single day. But I, but I, mean, I think at the very least, people are going to at least have work four days. Ideally, they want to work three if you read polls, but, you know, somewhere in the mix. But that's kind of what I see. Um, 
I, you know, the, and, and you were talking about the redevelopment of, of, of Penn Station. That's going to be terrific. If it, I think, I don't know, has it been approved? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, been they're, they're already working on it, Dottie. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Dottie, one thing that I, that, that I want our listeners to know, too, yes, it, it's already underway, Dottie, at Penn Station, but um, one thing that I, that I do know, and I've, I've been in the city now the last 12 years, you know, it's it. You, you cannot find a city like New York, and, and I just can't describe it for for our listeners That's that have given. been in New York. That the restaurants, the theater, the, the theaters, the entertainment, the bars. It, it, it's just it's it's a different feel. And if you live in Long Island, you, you'll definitely see the difference. Or if you go to Kentucky or Nashville, you'll definitely see the difference. So I think people will always be attracted and drawn into Manhattan. It's just, you know, Let me tell you, Ace, you're so on the money. Side. You know, yeah. I did not, you know, when I, you know, when, after I came back from school, I moved, I stayed on Long Island. I didn't move into the city. I would, you know, it was an easy, I'm in Nassau, I was in Nassau County, so it was an easy enough train ride, you know, to go like, you know, to get into the city. And I never worried about violence or crime or anything. I mean, when you're young, I guess you don't. So I would come back. To, I think the last train was about two or three in the morning. Take a look. But I love the city. But I never lived there. But then when we, you know, expanded from, you know, we took Douglas Elliman outside. You know, we we went from Long Island. Then we opened up in the Hamptons. We opened up in Florida. And I said, hey, if Moses could build bridges from Manhattan to Montauk. We can have a real estate company that goes from Manhattan to Montauk because there was none. We were the first Douglas element to build that. So I said, oh, I'll just commute. Maybe I'll get a pied de terre, which is what I did. I, I rented a pied de terre for saying, like, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll stay in a day or two. Well, that lasted all of a month. And that was it. I was in the city. I felt for my business. I needed to be in the city. But the truth of the matter is I'm still in the city, and I would never move out of the city. That doesn't mean I wouldn't go, you know, on other places, but there's nothing like New York City. Nothing. And I've been to a lot of places. I know so of you. What Can't do you love more, about Daddy. New York City most? Oh, what do I love about New York City first? That's a great question. Um, I would say... You know what? As as cliche as this may sound, you know, I I I I love the people. You know, I I love the people in New York City. Although there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions that you know folks in New York City are rude and all they do is just put their head down and walk. But you'll be surprised how many people you meet. You know, um, I was actually at at the bar with a colleague um, at uh, Benjamin Steakhouse, Dottie, and we were just having dinner at the bar. And next thing you know. Like, I'm meeting this person, I'm meeting that person. You know, this person is buying shots for the whole bar. It's just like you just meet so many interesting yes. folks that come to New York City that, you know, I think I think the people is what really I makes want the city so We're taking a break right now for a commercial break. But remember, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook business. I am Real Estate and LinkedIn and Ace. We'll go to 970 The Answer. And check out my latest newsletter at DottieHarmon.com. And you can follow Ace at Ace Um I think we both have pretty good sites. 
Make sure you follow us. We'll be right back. We're going to continue talking about this city. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, provides peace of mind knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for calm. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit riversedge.org. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, I'm Frank Pallotta, conservative Republican running for United States Congress in the 5th District. President Biden and Governor Murphy continue to push their radical left-wing agenda with no signs of letting up. Their plan to politicize our children's education and mismanage our economy has eroded our freedoms and challenged our way of life. I will continue to stand up for parental rights, our children's future, and our freedoms. On June 7th, vote for a true conservative leader. I'm Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message. Paid for by Pallotta for Congress. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Visit SalemSurroundNewYork.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. Paragon Tap and Table is one of my favorite places to dine. You can usually find me in there once a week, chowing down while enjoying one of the 20 great local craft beers on tap. Join me Thursday, June 16th, 6 p.m., for a beer and food pairing dinner with beer selected from Twin Elephant Brewing that'll match up wonderfully with the cuisine. You'll be able to chat with the brewer and myself during the courses of dinner. More details on the dinner and to purchase tickets, call Paragon at 732-931-1776. For more info on Paragon, head to their website, ParagonNJ.com. Paragon Tap and Table, 77 Central Avenue in Clark, New Jersey. I hope to see you on Thursday, June 16th. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, 
You'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back on Eye on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace for the Chief my co-host, and we're talking about New York City, the housing market, what our read on it is today. Um, it's come back a lot, much quicker than I had expected. Uh, but I'm hearing these, like, little words, and they're not necessarily about New York City, but, you know, the little recession words. Now, some of the, the headlines that I've read, Ace, what's your read on this? It says, uh, we're in a historically overvalued housing market, and these cities could see home drops, big home drop prices. They don't mention New York as one of them, by the way, um, because New York really is not overpriced. Uh, we are just coming back to what we were pre-pandemic, basically. So when everything went up, New York was hit the hardest, so it took a while. So a lot of people got very good deals. Um, now, we're trying to finance inflation. The Fed, we've, what are the interest rates now? Right now, okay. Dottie, uh, believe it or not, it's actually at 5.625, close to 5.75 on a 30-year fixed. And that's on now, a... Where uh, were they last week? They were, they're they're 5.65 or 7.5, did you say? Oh. Yeah, last, last week was around 5.5, 5.6. So we're hovering around the, the high fives right now, Dottie, you know? So, but a, a so lot of now, how do you um, feel take, this is going to affect? Now that's yeah, really the inflation, I mean, correct? I mean, isn't that yeah, why they're doing this? That's correct. That's that's correct. I mean, look, one of the things that our folks need to understand and, and, and our listeners is that the rates were artificially suppressed for the last two years, two to three years, right, due to the pandemic. So the, and maybe the Federal Reserve. Yeah, so the government, they were purchasing mortgage-backed security, securities by the trillions of dollars, uh, really helping just liquidity in the marketplace and having a buyer for all, all of these mortgages, right? Now, now that the economy is a little bit healthier, they've announced this year that they're going to pull back. They're actually not purchasing any, any more securities as of August. So what's happening is less liquidity, uh, which, which is driving the rates higher, too, and then you have inflation, at eight percent, and and look when 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 the Isn't cost that a of goods 40 are year so high, like something like that, like inflation that's, that's is a that forty like year high, Dottie. So, so so the government, you know, a good inflation rate is around two percent. That way, your dollar goes a lot further and is stronger. So what's happening now is because people are over leveraged um, with a lot of with a lot of um, things in terms of stimulus checks and things of that nature. So now that there's no more stimulus checks inflation is such a huge um, sort of critical point here where we're, we're sort of in a transition phase right now, Dottie. So, you, you know, if, if the if the Federal Reserve increased rates too quickly, uh, we can definitely go into a recession, which a lot of folks think we're in a mini recession now. 
Well, that's right? what I'm starting so, to hear, that we're in a recession, or if we're not, we're heading towards that, or we're correct, heading towards correct. a great crash, okay, yeah. or a hurricane I mean, or something. I mean, there's a, and, there's a lot of things going on in the news, Dottie. That's why I always tell our listeners. Well, you have to, just, because the you, sun you, is shining yeah. every day wouldn't quite make people read papers. Correct. Exactly, Dottie. You got it. You got it. But look, but look, don't don't get too consumed because you can definitely get into a black hole, and 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 you know you you might not come out of it, right? So just know that what what's going on right now, and and the thing that I want our listeners to really heed on is, look at the at the end of the day, um, there are things going on in the world that are affecting some of the um, shortages, right? Like. Um, uh, formula uh, for for babies, there's a shortage. Um, milk, dairy, there's a shortage there. So that's why the cost is high. But all things will balance out down the line. Um, hopefully, the Ukraine war will, will end soon. That's a huge sort of um, resource for us as well. So there's a lot of different factors that are that are really affecting the supply chain. Um, that were the challenges that we're seeing today, Dottie. But I think once everything normalizes, um, it, it's still but- going to be a, a very very healthy. But um, if you say that, but if you, you, kind of, you know, and we're allowed to disagree a little. Um, yeah. I think there's a new normal, okay? I don't think everything is going to normal. I think things don't go back, nor should they. <laughs> so when you can't, like true, you, never, yeah. you never have a great time in your life, and you say, oh, I wish we could go back and do that all over again. But you can't, because it would never be the same, even if you tried to. So... What I think happened, and this is me speaking, it is an opinion, it is not a fact, so I want to make sure my listeners know when it's a fact, I'll tell you it's a fact, when it's my opinion, you'll know it's my opinion, which you don't have to agree with, it's just what I think. I think people got used to not working. I think people got used to having their rent paid and having, you know, and if you go back to when this whole COVID thing happened, if you lost your job, well, we were shut down, so everybody lost their job, basically, everybody. You could have had $20 million in the bank. They didn't question, you know, they didn't make it for people who had, like, hardships and had no money. They gave that to everybody, everybody, whether you needed it or not. Then we're on lockdown. So when you're on lockdown, you really can't go anywhere, so people really couldn't spend money the way, well, first of all, people weren't going to be buying clothes. Where were you going? Nowhere. So I think maybe sweatsuits and sweatpants and junk like that is kind of, you know, that you got on Amazon, which I think was the only place that was one of the few places delivering. And um, you got your food from there. People didn't spend, so even, so now you're out of work. You know, if your company gave you money, so be it. If the, but the government gave everybody money. And so people, you know, had enough to survive on. I mean, and, and, and landlords, you know, had no choice. They couldn't throw you out. They couldn't evict you. And I'm not saying that they should have. Okay, so now that that's all stopped, I still am reading that a lot of people can't pay their rents anymore. And, you know, I mean, there are certain people that if your income is under a certain amount, you can still get. I think I did this on another show a while back, but it said, you know, you can acquire if, you're, if your income is under a certain amount 
and and New York State, in New York State at least, if they feel that, you know, it qualifies, what they'll do is they will, you know, either subsidize or pay your rent, but then they'll, you won't get it, they'll give it directly to the landlord. But then the landlord has a whole host of things that he can't do. So, but I just think that, you know, eventually people are going to have to say, you know, and I think people, you know, I was reading something about New York where they were talking about, you know, I have a whole bunch of articles on New York and they were talking about the ACE, you know, how New York, um, you know, it was a mover, shaker, and this and that. And that people are still, in, you know, they're a little bit like, of course New York's aggressive, but it's still a little bit more laid back than they they want it to be. Um, I think people are just, I think the pandemic did change people, and I don't think they're going to be exactly the same. And I think we'll no, all right. adjust. That's what I said. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Dottie. And and I think right now, you know, um, just you know, as 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 I sit down with folks that are looking to buy homes, and the folks that were in the marketplace three months ago, it's changed uh, quite a bit, right? So someone, and we talk about this all the time, the last couple of shows too, Dottie. Some someone that was pre-approved, and even for sellers that recently saw their neighbors um, selling the same sort of um, unit, same sort of line literally just closed a month ago is not getting the same sort of uh, price point as their neighbors that just closed because the folks that actually closed on the property actually took out a mortgage maybe three months ago. So the buyers had a better rate. So a lot of sellers are now coming to coming to myself and other, uh, other loan officers saying, Hey, why is it that my neighbor just sold something literally a week ago and closed and how come the price point that I'm that I'm putting out on the marketplace, I'm not getting as much traffic? Well, when there's a 40% increase in payment, that's that's what starts to happen. So we have to just be a little bit more creative in terms of just making folks feel more comfortable with their payments. And one of the things that I can kind of give advice to for our sellers is that, look, if your first inclination isn't to drop price because you still want to to test the market, maybe do a seller buy down where you can buy down rates for your buyers and it'll allow them to still have that low rate that they had maybe three months ago. So I think I hear the music, Dottie. Um, no, I know, but this is such an important subject. So when we come back from the break, we want to tell sellers what they can do to help buyers because remember, buyers had interest rates of 2 and 3%. And now they're close to 6 So that... So they don't qualify for the same amount, and if they don't have the same, they, if they can't qualify for the same amount of money, then they're not going to be able to spend as much. So there's a bunch of things that sellers can do, and maybe some of the things the buyers can do, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about that right after the show because hey, nothing stays the same, and gotta be quick to change. Like this week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining.
exciting. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms. Hey, I just spoke to my buddy Alex Cancella at Route 22 Toyota, and he told me that anyone looking to beat these ridiculous gas prices should get over to see them at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. That's because they've got one of the area's largest inventories of new Toyota vehicles, including the most fuel-efficient vehicles, like the 39-mile-per-gallon Toyota Camry, the 41-mile-per-gallon RAV4 Hybrid, or the one that started it all, Toyota Prius, which gets a combined 56 miles per gallon. No need to remortgage your house just to fill up the tank. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905. Let them show you which fuel-efficient Toyota is right for you. Plus, they're making it easier than ever to get out of your gas guzzler by offering 125% of book value on your trade. That's right, any make, any model. 973-705-8905. Schedule an appointment at Route 22 Toyota. They'll give you 125% book value towards a fuel-efficient Toyota. And remember, tell them Joe Piscopo sent you. You know, a business that epitomizes strong family values and tradition over many years is Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. Established in 1922 in Manhattan's Meatpacking District, Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors has been an institution in the New York restaurant scene for three generations. If you've experienced a delicious cut of meat at a premier restaurant within the tri-state area, odds are it was a Pat Lafreda product. Pat Lafreda supplies over 1,600 restaurants a day. You don't keep up that pace unless you're on top of your game. Talk about a true New York success story. Today, Lafreda Meat Purveyors operates two of the nation's largest state-of-the-art facilities in North Bergen, New Jersey, keeping to their local New York, New Jersey roots. Go online to Lafreda.com. It's L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. Novartis Services, Inc. has openings for machine learning engineers in East Hanover, New Jersey. Collaborate across multiple engineering and process teams in IT and business to develop and deliver features. Gather requirements, design, develop, and support machine learning systems. Research and implement appropriate ML algorithms and tools. Design, build, and maintain data pipelines and workflows. Resume to Novartis Services, Inc. Attention, Bona Quack, 1 Health Plaza, East Hanover, New Jersey, 07936. Reference job number AP625338. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Visit SalemSurroundNewYork.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. So we're back. We were in the middle of talking about what's going on in the market and, you know, if things were overvalued. I mean, what, what we're looking at, what we're looking at and what Ace was talking about is, look, you're you're obviously going to pay more for a house now because of interest rates unless you're a cash buyer, which then it doesn't make a difference. So if you're a seller and people don't have the same buying power, you might not get the same. I think that's what you were really trying to say, right? You might not get the same price somebody did three months ago. 
That's right, Dottie, because uh, rates have gone up. So now you have a little bit more hesitancy with our buyers. But what we're talking about, and Dottie, you're alluding to right now, is sellers can actually uh, really take action and be proactive and, and really move their inventory a lot quicker than others by utilizing this sort of seller buy-down option. So you're basically buying points for your, for your buyer. Now to listen to this. So what yeah. you said the so rates the, are at like five seven now, close to six percent. So the rates right? are at, the rates are at five seven five. Um, but, but sellers have the ability to buy down points up to three points. So three points could equivalent to let's say a one percent difference or one and a half percent difference on rate today, depending on the loan amount. So let's say the rates are at five point seven five. You could actually help someone be at the 4.5% range, which is huge on the payment, right, Dottie? So, okay, so let me you ask you. To, let's say I want to yeah. buy you, you want. I, I'd like to buy your house. So yeah. you could actually help me, but you could also make your house stand out for, amongst all the other houses by saying, I will pay, I, I, I will buy you a mortgage pay, I will buy you a mortgage down by three, by three three percent, right? So let's just say it's a two million dollar home, for example, Dottie, and you're a seller, and you're like, well, how much is that going to cost me, as opposed to dropping um, my price down? Well, if you have a two million dollar home, and let's say the borrower is looking to to borrow, you know, for example, let, let, let's just make the math simple. Let's say it's a it's a home that's that's right around two million. The borrower wants to, the, the buyer wants to buy it for two million. You're like, okay, Ace, what can I do? How much can I buy down the points for? And and remember, it's based on loan amount. But just to make the numbers sim- more simpler, if they wanted to buy three points off of the two million dollar loan amount, it would only cost them literally sixty k, Dottie. Most price points that people need to move their inventory is going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So not only will you still get your price but you're buying it down for your buyer and you're buying down three points, which will equivalent to almost like a four and a half, maybe four and a quarter percent rate from the 5.75 rate that they're seeing today. That's, that's a huge amount of savings well, for the buyer. Know what I think, I think you'll get more for your house that way. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I can't say every specific example of it because obviously, but you know, I think a special, we like in, in, in areas that's like, you know, you know, middle America, like where people, you know, every you know, counts. If I read an ad, say $500,000, owner will buy down the mortgage by two points. Oh, man, Dottie. You I know, mean, I, I, I am that. telling you as a seller, okay, and I, I can't give you the exact amount of people, but if people understand what that ad reads and they understand that, you will probably end up having a bidding war. And that's why I've been going around to different real estate offices. I was even um, at Douglas Elliman last week just talking about it, Tati, because it's, it's so critical that we don't just stay put and just let the market sort of dictate how... how You're how so right. You're so right. In other words, not you have to, to say, well, yeah. we're too bad. We, we missed the boat. Like I exactly. hear people saying, we missed the boat. We didn't get, well, you can never time a sale or this perfect. You can never. Okay. Nope. But you're still proactive. And like I said, what I bought, what I think I was like, I told you last week, I think I was, at, it was 15%. I took 11 year, uh, like a, a five year arm at 11 or something or 12%. So I don't know what it was like that. And you know what? As soon as the interest rates went down, I refinanced it, but I got my home for less because, 
this is racist, so high prices well as couldn't keep up with that. So there's always things you can do, but that's why I tell them, go to Citizens, go see someone in Citizens, see what you can afford, and see what you could afford if the mortgage rate was brought down, because as a seller, you might have a bigger, a lot, I think what a larger pool of buyers by not dropping the price, by doing a buy down, or maybe you That's could right. offer either or. How does That's that right, Dottie. And, and for our buyers, you just mentioned it, right, Dottie? So look, if the 30 year fixed rate is at an all time high right now at 5.625, for example, you don't have to always go for a 30 year fixed rate. Uh, Dottie's point, she took out an, an adjustable rate mortgage where historically today, Dottie, you know, folks stay in their homes for about five to seven years. And then they're looking for a new home because their families are growing. It's a step up home. So just remember that you don't always have to fit in that 30 year fixed you traditional don't. program. There's adjustable it's rate mortgages efficient. that will allow you to have lower rates. Exactly, Dottie. So, so you, you just actually... Um, gave our listeners an example of what you did when the rates were high, right? And, and right, I want to emphasize, yeah. I, 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 I didn't go by tradition because, in the, you know, in my parents' generation, they only had a 30-year mortgage. They, I don't even think they had all those different kind of mortgages. Yeah, yeah. So, but, Daddy, let's, let's, put, let's put things into perspective. You just mentioned a rate of 14 15%. I yeah. just want our listeners to di- digest that just just for a second, right? We're talking about how high rates are now at 5.625. In its macro totality, they are not high, Dottie. That's what, that's what I try to tell folks all the time. Yes, psychologically, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I could have I had a 3% or 2.75% rate three months ago. Man, I missed the boat. Don't be, don't be so sure because we are still at a very, very low rate environment. We are. And you, you will kick yourself in the rear if you wait and sit on the sidelines and then rates go up to, let's say, six and a half, seven percent, then you're going to be like, wow, I should have taken advantage of it when it was that right, because people got, like, right? they got a false sense of rates. Do you remember what the rates were before the pandemic by any chance? Oh, rates were actually close to, to hovering right around six percent, Dottie. So rates were actually close to that six percent range, 5.5, right before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit. And then it went all the way down to 2.75. So remember, the trajectory of rates, they were actually climbing higher and higher. We just never noticed it because the pandemic sort of gave us a second sort of life, right, with rates being so low and things, the government having to help out. Now that it's not the case anymore and the government needs to kind of pull the plug at a certain point, and, and they're doing that now, and that's why you're seeing such a rapid increase back to the, to the normalization rates that we were seeing before the pandemic died. So if, if folks don't remember, if you just go back to 2019, rates were right around that 5%, 5.5% mark as well. So It's true. People, you know, people have mixed messages. Now, Jonathan Miller had written a report. He said, you know, it's, it, you know we're in a, he said New York City sales drop but send mixed messages. And he basically says what's consistent across all Manhattan markets is that inventory is up across all property types. Now, that's good. We did not have any inventory. That's great. That's good. That, that's healthy so, for the marketplace, guys. 
I truly so believe that. that. Is, you know? I mean, we're not at over if we don't have too much inventory. We had none. And I think on the show many times I said if we had more inventory, we'd have sold more houses. But we just didn't have anything to sell. Now the inventory is starting to roll out. People are starting to put their houses on the market. So, and we're seeing this now. And he says the expansions of supply for the first time. And he thinks this has a lot to do with mortgage rates, which I'm not sure if it does. It does but in May, Simon had co-op contracts were down 6.9% year over year, and inventory was up 0.5%. While most condos above $2 million saw a drop-off in new contracts, um, condo prices between $4 million and, four, and $5 million saw an increase of 22%. So it's really the high end that, well, because there's less inventory, there's hardly, you know, there's, the cheaper the the property, the less you're, you're not going to. It's harder to find it. But all property types, co-ops, condos, and one to two for two family homes in Manhattan, saw an uptick in inventory. Again, not that we have too much, but we had none. In the Hamptons and Long Island, the market has been notably squeezed by tight inventory and pandemic-related demand for vacation homes. But signed contracts dropped 37.9% year over year. Now, there was a surge to get out of the city if you go back to 21. We have a strong market in 22. So I think the rest of my predictions, the rest of 22 will be a strong seller's market still. I think where we're going to stop seeing the growth is I think by... Um, my guess is 2023 will have very little growth, maybe 2%. Some people say no no growth. You know, no one knows for sure. But I don't think that, you know, we will have. You, you can't possibly see that have the amount of people buy houses that we did in 21 when everyone was just moving, moving, moving. You will also see... A lot of the sunbelt pick up because some people are, you know, finding that they wouldn't want to go to warmer weather. But in any event, I do expect the rest of this market to be good. And I would, I don't know, what, what's your prediction on interest rates? Do you think they'll go much above six? I think I think the six point, uh, the six percent will be a um, inflection point. I think from there, the government will have to really look at the overall sort of economy. And where we are, right? Because, you know, they've increased it quite drastically the last year. And I think, I believe the next two meetings, they will raise, raise it at least by 50 basis points because right now the Fed, the Fed fund rate is at 1%. The target is at 2 So for the year. So I believe they will raise it 50 basis points the next two, two sort of committee meetings that they have for the rest of the year. That will bring our rates close to 6%, Saudi. And at that point, I think they really need to consider all of the different factors that go into raising it even higher because we have to just teeter. And, and they don't have an easy job, right, Dottie? I don't envy the, the Federal Reserve at all. They really need to figure out, okay, at 6%, do they want to go higher or do they want to keep it at 6 just to kind of give an, an even playing field for, for consumers and things of that nature. But look, if rates stop at 6% and, and they assess the situation, I think it'll help with the folks that have 
money in the bond markets and things of that nature, because remember, your money in the bank has been su- such a low in- interest um, rate of return. Hopefully yeah, you don't get anything. It's like putting on the right? mattress. Yeah, you're not getting anything. It's like, it's like so you're not, if you were going to look at the summer, you know. okay, rising interest rates making buying a home more expensive, but still, to Ace and myself, it's still not a bad. It's still a relatively low interest rate. It's not. Um, it's not a bad environment, especially if no. sellers really heed our advice and and. How about and refinancing? Sort of, well, I guess if you. You know, people did yeah. re- you might still want to refinance your house if you have a higher interest rate and never did it. Um, you know, what a very popular product, Dottie, is the um, home equity line of credit. You know, it's it's huge right now. Uh, there's a huge I want there. to explain that. I mean, I just wanted to finish when yeah. people are rising, but not necessarily as fast as last year. Yep. And, um, not as fast as last year at all. Yeah. And despite mortgage interest rates, interest rates remaining this still historically low over the past few years, homebuyers have to struggle to be able to find out on the market. The inventory is now starting to come back, but it's a matter of it's not, you know, it's not all back yet. And uh, when buyers are able to make offers on a home, there's usually a lot of competition. And if you take aces, if you're a seller and you do either a price point, or you pay, you don't reduce the price, but you reduce, you, you pay somebody's points. I am going to tell you, 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 you know, I mean, now if you're going to send, that's not going to work on a $20 million house, but in an average house, on you know, a mid-sized house, that will, I, I guarantee you, it'll fly off the roof. And that's being creative. Okay. So with total interest rates, the total with higher interest rates, the total cost of a home for buyers rises even beyond already sky high prices. So that's why I don't see as much growth anymore because if interest rates are high and the prices aren't coming down, they're kind of going to be flat, in my opinion. We're already at high, high prices, so I, I just think that they'll kind of stay at the same price. And sellers, if you have a buyer who's got the cash and has a pre, well, no, I don't want to say pre-approval. I want to say commitment from the bank. Don't try to squeeze every last dollar. If you have someone that's close enough to your price and they're qualified, go for it. Okay, we are coming to the 11 o'clock news, and we will be back right after the break. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.